Can you hear me? Yes, I can. We're starting. Oh my god, sir. <laughs> We're doing this. Okay. Well, welcome to the Purple Podcast. I'm Serge Clivio. And I'm Alia Hodge. We are so excited um, to be doing this. I feel like we have wanted to do this. So we've been besties since college. How many years now is that? When did I meet you? It was like well, 2000. You're older than me. <laughs> Barely. Okay, bitch. Um, maybe like 2013. We met 2014. When was Fiddler on the Roof at Regal? No, it was 2013. So yeah. that's so 10, 10 years. years we've been friends. Wow. Oh my God, I Serge. wish we had a sound effect right here. We don't yeah. have those yet. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years. I mean, here's here's the thing. So obviously... We both love podcasts in general. Mm -hmm. um, we love pop culture. And we'll talk more about what that means for this podcast. But also, we, like, Alia and I, when we hang out, I feel what happens is it's normally like a Friday, <laughs> unless we're watching The Bachelor. But, like, we'll go over, we'll sit down, we'll need to order food, we'll figure out what we want to watch. But then, like, wouldn't you say, like, two hours go by and we're just talking? Yes, we're just chatting. So I feel like that will be this podcast. That's exactly why we wanted to start it. Because we were recording. like, why aren't we just recording this? Like, maybe people will want to listen. Yeah. And, like, hi to my family. I think at least you're listening. I don't know who's listening. <laughs> our friends better be listening. Our, our friends will be listening for sure. Our friends will be listening. Hey, everyone. Everyone Hello. already wants to be a guest. Right, right. And, you know, we'll have you one day. One yeah. day. Yeah. One day we got it. We got to get. We got to figure this out first. Yeah, we have to get listeners. I um okay. So, Ali and I both love pop culture. What we want to bring to the Purple Podcast is pop culture news and also our niche likes. I think what makes this great, and we've talked about it. And tell me, I hope you agree, or we're not on the same page. Oh my so. god! But we both like the same things, and we also both like very different things. So, like, we can, you know, you have great knowledge that I actually don't know and i feel like i have knowledge maybe that you don't know so hopefully we can cover a wide spectrum of things i think so like there's already stuff on this outline that i was like i don't know what this yeah, is same with so, yeah. right and and i feel like also i my goal is i want to even go a little deeper and talk about like how it affects our culture and society i just yes. feel like that's important i think we have had different backgrounds growing up like we come from different places different people and so I can only hope to continue to gain your perspective. I mean, that's why I love talking to you in general. So I agree. So and I, I think we like, there are a lot of pop culture podcasts out there, but I think we, we bring something different to the table because we both are performers. Like we yes. both have performing background. So we will be talking about theater, musical theater, Broadway and all that type of stuff. But we also like know what it takes to, perform and just be in the entertainment industry so i think that is also something special that we can you know bring to this podcasting realm so i'm just excited to dive more into that yes that's a great point and we also want to do a little good i mean it's important for me for everything that we do to just like do a little good so we are going to post a link we didn't talk about this before i mean we've talked about it but we didn't talk about this link before right oh, I was like, I don't know what's going on with this. we're going to post a link in the description if you want to donate to places that mean a lot to us so this week will be to memorial sloan kettering's um cancer center and 
feel free to donate. The link will be in um, the podcast description. Also, you can follow us both on social media. I'm at Serge Clavio, and Alia is <laughs> has been at Blackie Snacky for ever. My whole life. Yeah. It, it's, it's is my there a icon. background behind this that you just want to tell people quickly? Sure. I mean, I it was I was in high school. It was maybe like 2008, 2009. I was at my friend Adam's house. We were watching something. It was like three in the morning. We're both wrapped in blankets. And I just turned to him and I go, you got any snackies? <laughs> Mind you, this sounds like we were like stoned, but we were 100% sober. <laughs> we were just high on life. And ever since then, I've just called myself Blackie Snacky. So please follow me. It's Blackie I.E with an ie snack with an ie it's just my brand that's where i am on every social media platform (laughs) Um, no i love the handle i just love also that even because i feel like as performers we're told to brand ourselves right and like social media it's so annoying because i yeah and like you have so like you should change it to your name do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but i love that that's that has always been your brand right i literally will never change it i always said Whenever I get on Broadway, you will see Blackie Snacky in my in the, bio. Yes. I will not change it for any sort of <laughs> like institution. Like this is staying uh, my whole life. And I think you are Blackie Snacky. I, I love it. I love it. I hope that it really shoots off after <laughs> this. Like I really hope that this becomes your brand. I, right. Like, I even see t-shirts. I, I see a lot for you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Screaming. Um, Okay, so also I think last thing to mention, then we're really going to dive into some fun topics. This is literally our first time doing this. We have no idea what we're doing, so right. just bear with us. We I truly are just YOLOing right now. Yeah, we're YOLOing. We are going to come at you ideally bi-weekly. You know, Ali and I like we like the episodic kind of feel. Like season one, we're giving you 10 episodes bi-weekly where we have some things planned. Others, we're going to wait to see what happens throughout the weeks and then update you as well. Which brings us to today. What a great start we have. This is the perfect start. This is the perfect start. We couldn't have planned it better if we tried. Alia and I are still recovering from (sighs) seeing Beyonce in her Renaissance World Tour at MetLife Stadium last weekend. We're going to talk all things Queen B. Oh my God. (laughs) And then we're going to talk about some other things in pop culture news like Barbenheimer theater um ariana grande raven simone keeps coming back into our lives and of course lizzo but that's for later let's talk about beyonce this literally it couldn't be better first of all alia's love for it's just the the perfect episode obviously i do love beyonce i love music is like i feel like my sweet spot i absolutely love music beyonce is obviously just unbelievable Mm -hmm. alia i mean this is your third time seeing her right this is my third time i am a proud yeah long 20 plus year member of the beehive honestly maybe 25 whenever say my name came out (laughs) <laughs> I know I am 30. Um, whenever Say My Name that came out, couldn't tell you the year, but... Yeah, I think that's like 23 years. That was probably around right? 2000. Yeah, they I mean, played it on the Disney Channel. I'll never right. forget seeing the music video on the Disney Channel back when the Disney Channel played like real music videos. It was like MTV for kids. Yeah, kind exactly. Of, yeah. But it wasn't like, like that song is not for children, but no, they were it playing should, it. They really shouldn't have been. Right. But I remember because it was all the different colored rooms and I just remember the different colors. And ever since then, I've been a fan. And obviously, my love for her has grown over the years. And 
obviously when she announced this tour, I was like, we're yeah. going regardless of how much money it is. And, and, and maybe we, we, we did spend some money on yeah, these we tickets. Did. And it was worth every penny, which we're going to talk about. I, it was. I think it's important. Our job is to give you the background about who we talk about. If for some reason you need background on Ms. Beyonce Knowles Carter, I'm going to give it to you. If you don't know who she is, I don't want to already say you shouldn't listen to us because we need all of the listeners we can get. But you should know who she is. And if right. not, it's probably not going to be the best place for you to come bi-weekly <laughs> to listen to us speak because this is the vibe we have. So you live under a rock if you don't know her. But she is, just to be clear, in case there's any any like objective views of Beyonce subjectively Beyonce is the most awarded in the most nominated artist in Grammy award history. Now here's the thing. And we'll probably talk about the Grammys a lot here. I like to call them the scammies because I mean, yeah, I mean, they music industry is fucked. And even in, even this, she's won 32 and been nominated 88 times. She should have more than 32. She should. I mean, just think about this year alone when she didn't win album of the year. Just, just to clarify. So, but however, it does speak for itself. Like she is the most awarded artist in Grammy history. She is an Academy Award nominee for her Mm -hmm. work on King Richard just two years ago. She obviously started with Destiny's Child. Ali was talking about Say My Name, the multi-platinum group, um, she has eight studio albums, her most recent being Renaissance that launched this tour. She is, of course, famously married to rapper and superstar and also change maker and icon Jay-Z. I mean, you think about Hollywood couples, I feel like because they've been together for so long, they just mm-hmm. are, you know, in they like... They are king and they queen are of, the ones. Yeah. of, like, celebrities, honestly. I mean, talk about, like changing the music industry mm-hmm. separately both of them and together right it's it's unbelievable it's and kind of wild of course i think it's important to note she is obviously a social activist a change maker an icon she does very very good things for many different communities i think she's very silent about them which i love but yes. the more you kind of discover when i was reading you know of course i was like i know beyonce but i wanted to do a little reading and she just she's a good human she who really is. keeps to herself and i think she pours what what she wants us to see she puts on her in her work which i think mm-hmm. is really really great it's the way to do it yeah she's not like out there like with a lot of drama like sans like a few moments sure but, like she's not in the headlines all the time like she's really just like raising her family like yeah. she's a mom she's a wife like she's just like living her life doing her music doing what she wants and this tour is so reflective of that, I think. Yes. And this, so Renaissance, uh, so she released Renaissance um, last year, the yeah, album. Like a year ago. Literally. And yeah, a week she, ago, a year ago. This was her first tour, solo tour in seven years. Which is crazy. Because yeah. th- that I saw her last tour. Right. And Actu- like same, that, actually. Which, right. Yeah. I saw with Michael Mahady at shout City Field. Michael. Mike, shout out to Michael. We got tickets like the day of, and I can't believe it was that long ago because I was like about to go on tour was just that like, on the run too or miss no it was um formation oh for me oh my gosh right right of course yeah. yes yes that's one yes okay i saw that and then i was on the run too before that or miss carter i saw the one before that as well i can't remember i don't know miss mrs carter i saw in boston with charlie okay no okay got it got it yeah. i saw one yeah okay anyway well it doesn't matter anyways um but so obviously there was a lot of hype i would say nonetheless just to see her perform and so um, we went to her second night in New mm-hmm. Jersey yes. at MetLife Stadium. It is a stadium tour, which I just have to note, 
um, like this is, you know, 60,000 to 80,000 people she's performing for. Not Um, everybody can be doing a stadium tour. Not everyone can be. Everyone can be doing a stadium tour, girl. And selling out. And selling out. And selling out. So uh, we want to go through everything. Let's start with the set list. Go ahead. She Alia, you start. You start. Okay. So the set list, I mean, we, I don't know about you, but I saw the set list whenever her first. I think this is important to note, actually. For all concerts. So Ollie, there's two types of people. Neither are right or wrong. I just think I'm right. There's <laughs> there's Alias who like to know the set list before. Sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I get it. Then there's me. I don't. I want to ex- I want to be shocked and surprised. Um, of course, I think now with social media, it's very so difficult. Hard to avoid. I saw some things. But anyway, so so you're saying you were prepared a bit more. I was slightly prepared. I like saw the set list whenever her first concert was. When was that? Like Amsterdam or right, something? Yeah, her Amsterdam like a, show. Yeah, a few months ago. Um, so I obviously saw the set list on Twitter because I was like, I just need to, I just need to confirm that she does the whole Renaissance album because I was like, I was, you know, I I'm not worried. I, I'm never. Well, I think we should say that's not common. I mean, people tour albums all the time and you don't hear the whole, I exactly. rarely have ever heard exactly. an entire album done. That's on why tour. I was like, I yeah. need to just confirm. Cause I was like, I know she will. Cause she never lets me down, but I just need to, I just need to make sure I just need to set my expectations. And so I saw that she did. And I saw that she did a lot of throwbacks, which we'll get into. Um, but that's it. I didn't really look, I wasn't really scouring the internet for videos. Like if a video came up on Twitter or on Instagram, I would watch it, but I wasn't really scouring the internet to get that kind of content. Cause I was like, I do want to be as surprised Smart. as possible. Yes. Um, but going into the set list. Um, so the, yeah, the first part, the first is... part of the, the concert is wild because she doesn't have an opener. She essentially opens for herself. Yeah, this is important to note, folks. So first of all, yes. I have to I have to yeah, I have to say so it's about so the show start time was seven technically. <laughs> and I have to say I have very few complaints, but I think it's our job to rate to critique these things if we're we're may as well. We're very speaking, true. right? I love concerts. I've seen a lot of concerts. I think I once concerts. you pass the two hours mark it's a little frustrating so i have to say it was 9 30 and i was like she has to come out right i I have to be honest i was like she has to come out i figured out why she was late later which we'll talk about so i I now accept it so i was like okay hurry up and then she comes out and obviously and it was obviously fine and we had also gotten there so long because we should note that because it was in new jersey and we're all old we were like we don't want to take the train there so we actually got like about 20 friends together and we rented out a party bus which was the best idea ever shout out to Serge for rearranging that and luckily that helped with us getting home and avoiding the craziest lines I've ever seen in my life just to get on public transportation but we had gotten there at like yeah yeah so we we wanted and I mean the merch was sold out so yeah we wanted to get there we got got drinks so we we were sitting around at the vibe I was great. Agreed. But after 9 p.m., everyone was getting kind of like, all right, let's go. Right. Um, but she eventually came out at 9.30. Everyone was fucking lit. Literally. She walks out in the most beautiful gown. Yeah, if I can. Okay, again, not to butt in, but that's I think what we'll do on this <laughs> podcast, I assume. We were going to talk about outfits, which we still should, but I don't know if we, if you agree, that was the... That was my favorite. It was... It was... I have to figure out who designed it. It didn't strike me as a designer right away, so it must be someone obviously wonderful, but it didn't come... I think it, wasn't it was like Couture. Or, or, it was definitely Couture. It was couture. definitely Couture. No, 1,000% it was a Couture um, 
pink. I, not pink's the wrong word. Um, yeah, it was like crystal. Yeah, like crystal rose champagne yes, almost. Yes. With this head mask piece. That was kind of like floral kind of. I mean, you gotta just look on Instagram. Yeah, I was gonna to say, just look like, on her Instagram. Well, it's important to know too, she wears different things every she, night. Yeah, she does wear different things every night. So we had never seen this. It was brand new. Angelic. And it was, and she yeah. looked like just a goddess, which but, she what, is, but like, right, right. But she I, never looked better. And what I liked is it had a little, like, um, it had a little, like, alien-ish to it, which obviously the whole theme is, but like that headdress part of it yes. in the mask gave me, like, kind of kooky, otherworldly. like, otherworldly, and I just think it... Like Hunger Games. It, yeah, like, it wouldn't have worked yeah. for a lot of people, and it really worked for her. This dress was stunning. It now, was my I'm favorite. I'm surprised, because I don't understand that she's about to do five ballads for us. You have to understand, this is how she opened the show. Yes. So I'm kind of like... She looks gorgeous, but what the hell is she going to do in this, dra- this gown? You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, this is an interesting opening. And then, you know. And she literally starts the entire concert off with Dangerously in Love, the title track from her first ever solo album. Listen, it is so important to note. I, I have to have everyone listen. I'm going to put on my musicology hat for a oh, moment. Jesus. <laughs> There is Dangerously in Love, okay? Just to be clear about Dangerously in Love. First of all, she did Dangerously in Love 2 specifically, which was the song, like the the, the version of Dangerously in Love that she did. The song Dangerously in Love slash Dangerously in Love 2 is stands on the precipice of so many women that came before her that kind of laid down this groundwork of contemporary R&B, specifically black contemporary R&B, I would say, that was able to push onto popular radio. And what's important is what you realize as you go on into the show, Beyonce actually built that show around these women. And Mm -hmm. it's so important to note that like, how intentional opening with this song was because she goes on in the show to mention names like Diana Ross, Erica Badu, Sade, right? Like she says mm-hmm. these women's names and you listen to Dangerously in Love too. That is there. I mean, you, they, any of those artists could have written that song. So to come out with it is, I mean, you, we were at attention when she said like, it is yes. so out of I was I didn't know she opened with that and I that's, that's wild you must have been I fucking was, floored bro I, mean, I, I, I was truly my jaws is hurting because yeah. I was like this means she means business right oh yeah because every single piece of the show is so intentional you just hit the nail so like correctly on the head there so it's just like oh my god so she starts off with dangerously love she is singing down uh yeah like singing down and everyone's going fucking wild and then she takes off the headpiece and then she <laughs> sings flaws and all again Which, again everyone's like since when yeah i'm like flaws and all rocks but i can't believe you're doing why are you singing this in the best way i mean why right it's amazing and then she goes into one plus one she walks over to the now, piano this is the moment to me I was that this is when I really started crying because it's just, you know, it's just so overwhelming when you're seeing her and you're just screaming and you're just like vibing with the audience. But then when she sits down at the piano and she starts singing one plus one, which is a song that we all love. And it just like it just makes me so emotional. And I was just 
bawling. I was just like, she just is yeah so fucking good and every song is just a banger and i'm just like so like happy to be here in this moment right. witnessing the greatest living entertainer I, that we have today. i can't disagree so she sits down and sings one plus one and at the end first of all a vocally i mean I, i'm glad we can talk as two singers here mm-hmm. just to clarify it's a very vocally demanding song right like this is not an, an, an easy song to sit down which she was <laughs> doing all. she was sitting down and singing it and She's feeling it. And then uh, my favorite part of the concert, we're only 10 minutes in, but I have to tell you my favorite part of the (laughs) night at the end, she does this trade off with a guitarist. So, you know, the guitarist was doing Mm -hmm. some licks and she was kind of leading them. So she would do a lick. The guitarist would do a lick. And then it builds into I'm going down (laughs) by Mary J. Blige, which I didn't know she was doing this. I didn't know she was doing this. So I, unfortunately I had heard this, but then I heard that she took it out for some North American shows and I was devastated. Brought it back. Let me tell you, I, if you know me, Mary J. I mean, yeah, is my, you love Mary J. I I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Right. I was, I mean, it was, to me, it was the moment and she sang, sang, and I also I gotta tell you this I didn't I didn't tell you this and I'm just now remembering this when she started singing I'm going down <laughs> I turned to David my friend David who was, shout out I was to David sitting, Marino. Yeah, shout out to David Marino I turned to David and I go this goes out to Megan Hilty thank oh. you smash for everybody who smash, watched smash smash hive oh we should do a smash rewatch we should definitely oh, do a smash okay. at least the pilot episode um anyway so i was like shout out to smash um i had no idea she was doing i'm going down that was such a gag and then after i'm going down she goes into one of my favorite beyonce yeah. songs of all time it's a song that i have been singing since college when we did the pop rock unit and senior year musical theater that i have since been singing at every single fucking audition here in new york city i do nail it i I know every (laughs) casting director is sick of my ass but you know what this song fucking rocks it is called i care she did the whole fucking thing it was phenomenal i could hear her sing that forever it's just such a good song i agree it's just such a good fucking song it's it's so good and then the the show then it, then she leaves the stage. Well, like, well, well for, and did then, she do another? First she did. Um, she was like, I just want to give a little tribute to Tina Turner. Oh, oh right. Which I forgot that she did this until I was rewatching my videos, and she does a I little about this. slow ballad version of River yeah, Deep like Mountain High, corded, the just chords. Yeah, like, it was so heavenly. Like I literally was just like pointing to the sky. I was just like, again, I literally she's, went, hallelujah. Literally, and again, this is someone she understands why. Uh, it's to be clear, she has laid the groundwork for so many women yes. and so many artists, but. This was all about. She's like, I'm at the highest level one can be, and it's because, because of, of all of these people, artists, all right. of these black women, exactly. And it was just so special to see that. And the whole first segment was so different from anything else in the show. Well, it, it was the opening it act, as you said. Op- yeah, the show has not begun, herself. everyone. Yeah, exactly. Like this like, was Renaissance has not yeah, begun, like at all. And I was talking to our friend Alex about this again. Shout out to Alex. Yes. Um, and I was like, honestly, like. I could just see her doing a whole concert of just her sitting in a gown at a piano, just giving us vocals. You know, I would love nothing more. Yeah. Like some sort of like specialty concert, maybe in smaller venues. But you know what? Can I push back on this? Because I agree, but you know what I think what's amazing. So you have, this is no shade to other artists. Like Taylor Swift is doing her Eras tour. The Jonas brothers are going to do all their albums. Like Mm -hmm. 
I love that. Oh, yeah. I think what's cool is Beyonce's like, by the way, she comes out. She's like, everyone, I have hits. I have a career. I can sing my ass off. And now we're going to do my new album. And it stands on its own. Exactly. We, I, she's Nobody like, we, we do don't that. even need to cover out all my, the rest of my shit. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to do the album that I just did that was still a monumental album. Literally life-changing. Right. Right. So... I'm not to, you know, I'm not saying pushback like you don't know that, but no. like how I mean, she doesn't exactly. even need. I agree, I would love that, but she she will do that. Yes, like, and when she gets older, she somehow is still climbing. It's kind of crazy. I'm like, how high can she get? Yeah, so she's then, just topping herself every exactly. single time, and that's that's her mindset too. It's like she's like, how can I be better than myself? She's not. Yeah, she's not on anybody else's level. She's on no. her own level. Nobody else can be. Um, compared to her because right. I mean I mean you just mentioned some other concerts which yeah I they're mean, not but no. I mean I, you know I have to say I was thinking about this I just saw Ms. Janet Jackson at mm, MSG on her kind indeed. of like reunion but farewell tour you know she's older I um obviously a direct uh, Beyonce is a direct descendant of the Jacksons she speaks about mm-hmm. it greatly but I remember sitting in MSG I kind of had a flashback when I was at Beyonce like I was at MSG and I mean, this place was like erupting. I mean, we were seeing a Jackson, like, like this is as royal as music gets for real. And when I think about our people in our time that Beyonce has rightful, I mean, this is a, I know it's a heavy statement, but she rightfully is right there with Michael and Janet and, Mm -hmm. and and Diana and Tina. Like she is, she is that. And there is, no one else of our time like that. Like these no are else. performers that you don't understand. We could talk about this for the the rest of the episode, Obviously. and you won't. You really won't get unless you see her. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, this show ideally, but just if you don't, if you don't are not in that room, you you don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild just experiencing her presence. Yeah, it just feels otherworldly. Yeah. Like I know she's a human and like, I know she has flaws and putting that in quotes and flaws like, and all. <laughs> exactly. Like I know that she is one of us, but it really doesn't feel like it when you're witnessing her, you're yeah. just like, how can you be so perfect? And even when she like messes up, like, which isn't, she never messes up big enough for like anyone to really yeah. notice. But like, if you're like rewatching a video, you're like, oh, you know, whatever. But like, even when she messes up, it doesn't seem like a mess up. It just, because she just pulls it off. She just is a professional to the highest degree. Like, there is just no yes. one. She's the bar. No one else. I'm sorry. There is no one else on earth who can do no. what she does. I have not seen it. So if yeah. someone has, do let us know. Yeah. But, but I doubt. I, I doubt yeah, it. Highly doubt um, And you can't judge her unless you see her. Here's the thing. Cause, because I understand people like what they like music wise. Like there is people an ear like thing. People like what they like. You don't have to like her music. I think, you know, you should because it's good music and good music is good music. But I think there a lot speaks when you see someone live, it can really change. And I have to be honest. So, so this is a good segue and I don't want to get canceled yet. This is a good segue. So she comes after that, she comes out and pretty much does her whole, then the show begins. She's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. obviously she comes out and does Renaissance. She does right. Renaissance and she like intersperses it yeah. with like some other songs. Like, um, 
like 7-Eleven. She does Formation, Diva, Run the World, Black Parade, Savage Remix, Partition, Get Me Bodied, Before I Let Go, Rather Die Young, Love on Top, Crazy in Love, Naughty Girl. Yeah, Naughty Girl. So she does all of that interspersed with every single song from Renaissance except for Thick and All Up in Your Mind, which are kind of interlude in their self. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I have to say, I really did love Renaissance, the album I just want before anyone misquotes me about what I say next. I loved the album Renaissance. I, however, thought the side B, if you will, the back half, sonically did not quite match the top half in the same way. So I had just a little bit, for me, I was like, I really, really like this. Seeing it live and hearing the the instrumentations and the arrangements Mm -hmm. alive i have i think i needed that it took me to the place where i needed it and it's probably just me thing but i have to say like i really there were just some things that i was like i get now the vision behind this Mm -hmm. rather than just listening to it with headphones and it was really important for me because i wanted to feel that and she accomplished it. Her live arrangements are just great. And I was going to say, I I was just talking about this last night. I'm obsessed with live albums, especially Beyonce live albums, yes. because she goes above and beyond with the music arrangements. So I was really fucking excited to hear these. And they just brought all the songs to another level. Yeah. And not to be like, I don't want to patronize anyone who's listening to this, but just to be clear, she's this album is like house music, house dance music. So she mm. easily could come out a lot of arts. She could come out with tracks that are played over by about four to five percussion and keyboard, maybe a guitar instruments with tracks. She had a full, full band. of course, I'm sure there were, there need to be tracks for this kind of music, but, but mm-hmm. this was not the main focus. The no. track was layered underneath horns. I mean, she had a full band, live instruments. This is very important. This is music and people are not doing this. People are not doing this. No one is doing this. Barely anybody is doing this. I I want to understand the music's relationship to the art. Yes. Just, she Mm could have come out. And we could have just been a dance party and people would have loved it. Right, and we would have loved it. but, But she, again... It's always a few levels above what most people are giving. And that's what makes her her. And I think another reason, along with the music arrangements, why finally seeing this album live was so special and why it brought it to a new level for so many people is because with Beyonce, we're so used to getting visuals. We're so used to getting yes. uh, like visuals from honestly like the full album yes and well, she we, created this really let's let's yeah, also she, back she created that she did this, right right which i'll never forget where i was then too right um but like we're so used to having that already and with this album we haven't gotten anything i know for a fact because i saw it on twitter i know for a fact that she it, it's called x now <laughs> i'm never calling it that um i know for a fact that she recorded stuff because i saw some yes, i've seen some yeah ditties. like Back when it came, when the album first came out, people were like, oh my God, she's like recording Break My Soul in Brooklyn. Like this is a picture of her. She was on like a lime green gown. And so I was like, the visuals are coming. And a year later, the visuals never came. But now we're finally seeing her idea and her visual concept for this album. 
And what I also found interesting is we didn't talk about this is the like the VCRs when she was yes. getting ready. I love that. Like when she was this. changing costumes, because I was like, these are it's the scrapped good. visuals. Fantastic. Fantastic. These are the scrapped point. visuals. Because I, you know what, I, this, this, is re- this is a reminder to me. There. I hope you're listening to this. Yes, this is a reminder to me to go look this up on the internet later because I need yes. to rewatch them because they were so fucking good. And I was like, this has to be the scrapped visuals because this is not just like any this like. This is not inter- We've all been there and we're like, what the fuck right, is this? Where the concert VCR, you're like, okay, yes. it's just like, you know, you know. You're like, like, cool, I guess. Yeah. But, but I'm like, going to go pee. Like, no, right. literally. Yeah. Like, but these were next level. And I was just like, just just even this alone is worth the price of admission. No, I think you really, yes, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. And also she's like, I don't need to give you up. I did the, I create, as I said, I created that. Now I'm going to make an album. You can think about what you want. And then I'm going to go on tour and I'm going to show you what my intention right. was. And we're going to all experience it together. Mm-hmm. Like this was the yeah. visual experience that yeah. she intended for us. So oh. it was great. Anyway, it as, as we're, I know we're going on. I think what's important to note, do you want to say anything else before we go into the audience that was there quickly? Do you want um, anything? I mean, it's, it's fantastic it's work. Fant- I, I, it was one of the best concerts, if not the best I've ever seen in my life. I actually have to agree with you. And, yeah, I, and you've seen, you've seen, I've I mean, s- we've both seen concerts, but yeah. you have seen this is definitely in my top five. I mean, it sits in there with Celine, Celine's Taking Chances, World Tour, Gaga's Monster Ball is very iconic. Mm-hmm. I saw, I just saw Adele in Vegas. And, you know, I right. kept thinking, and it's not fair, and I don't want to do this, so I'm glad I caught myself. I kept thinking, was this better? Because I walked away from Adele in Vegas, and people are like, why are you paying that much? I'm like, you, 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 again, right. you got to go. The, mm-hmm. I honestly feel like it's almost incomparable. Beyonce is playing to 80,000. Neither is better nor worse, just to be clear. Beyonce's playing to 80,000 people in a stadium so dance music and mm-hmm. Adele is playing at a coliseum in a theater in Vegas, giving us an incredible experience. But I think what it says to me is these are two women that are simply just at the top of their game, just diamond standard of mm-hmm. what we should be doing. But yeah, mm-hmm. one of the best, I agree. One of the best concerts I've ever seen in my top five for sure, ever. possibly top three, like because it's also not even to mention the production oh, we did, quality. I mean, we're just grazing the surface here, but right. we have to keep going, the which production is sad. production quality, all the costumes. Like, we talked about our favorite outfit, but every oh, outfit yeah, she wore was, I mean, even the pink outfit. Like, oh, um, yeah, the pink outfit. I don't love the, feathers, but I liked this one. I did like yeah. it. I did. The, the dancers? <laughs> the dancers. Dancers are great. Actually, if I can actually say one qualm, just because we haven't found any aside from her going on late, right. which we're about to get into, but I wanted more from Lay Twins, actually. I thought I they were I could have had more Lay Twins twins yeah they would, were fucking they are always they, amazing and they, again i've seen them they've been for with her for over 10 years world of dance no but who yes. else is watching that show no one it was canceled <laughs> <laughs> nice um like they have been with her for over a decade now and and every time they fucking slap but for some reason aren't they were just on fucking fire when I they agree. were doing that that thing where they were oh. on that pole and they were going y'all y'all don't even know what i'm talking about unless <laughs> you've seen the concert look at up they're on these poles and the poles are like swinging back and forth and they're right. like above it's almost the circusy, wouldn't you say it's kind of yeah. circusy and it was amazing obviously their dancing was phenomenal yeah. and like i honestly just wanted more i thought they were kind of underutilized but maybe it's just because there was so much amazingness going on i didn't even there was a on lot them, so it's probably a poor critique but they were great right and also all the ballroom dancers oh, the, the dance. Balenciaga, all the, the all the, the girls from legendary like retweet 
or reacts <laughs> screaming like the whole um ballroom scene yeah. in pure honey like <laughs> unbelievable so Wild. we loved it and we weren't the only ones there not that we're cele- <laughs> so we're we're about to mention celebrities yeah. like, we were the only celebrities there <laughs> so honey. she has these boxes but not like a suite i need to clarify yeah, i guess they're like kind of raised behind the floor so the floor behind the floor yeah. they're like they were on the level that we were on. I actually would agree. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and so that's where um, all the celebrities have been, yeah. at least that like we've seen like online. Right. Um, and so some of the ones that were there the night we were there, I didn't even know that Frank Ocean was Frank there. Frank Ocean but I was, guess there. He was there. Again, shout out to Michael Mahady. That's twice on this podcast. I feel like also people are going to, who don't know our friends, are slowly going to just like in their mind create like they're gonna be, they're gonna become characters. I think so too, which is sweet. Um, but yeah. So and I, I did confirm it on X. Um, uh, he was there. I I just hope is he okay though. By the way, like I, the fact that he just was there, I'm like, I wanted to be like, is anyone also like he's here? He's like, here. Yeah. We haven't. I mean, after haven't everything that after happened, after the Coachella, Coachella. I, he canceled his it's weird. So anyway, yeah, we wish him well. Now you said. Now can you confirm this about Madonna? She was there. Okay, you're sure. Because she, yes, I am sure via Popcrave, our favorite oh, Twitter Pop, account. I do think Popcrave will be a huge, huge beacon oh, of sourcing for this. You know, it yeah, really because it's my my true Same. one and only news source. Um, via Popcrave, I saw the picture um, of Madonna and Madonna's kids with um, some of Beyonce's kids and Beyonce backstage before the show because. This is why, why she ended up being late, a half hour late, because Madonna was there, um, which is amazing because in the Break My Soul remix, um, Beyonce also gave out a shout out to, she was like, Queen Madonna, right. we love you, or something like that. If you live like under a rock as well, um, still, then you don't <laughs> know that Madonna has had some really bad health issues and she had to cancel her entire celebration tour yes. kind of one of her final tours i was very excited about and i hope that we'll cover it next year when she goes back out but yeah she's been really ill and, and mm-hmm. out of the public eye and yeah so Beyonce, she came, yeah which i think is why she was so on her game i mean she always is but beyond there was something you know alex shout out to alex gold mm-hmm. um he saw her in toronto and on the way yes. back he was saying there that she was great there but that's tonight she was, she was on another yeah. one because it's so, also New York. So um, Madonna's there. But then what really broke the internet, and may I just say, <laughs> Alia, I'm not just kidding. Alia broke this to our section. So you have to understand. So I'm with, I'm with um, our, our my best friend, Daniel, our, our friend, Daniel, um, his boyfriend, and our other friend, Kelly. And then we all got tickets kind of, you couldn't get a group of tickets. That's a problem. So Daniel, shout out to Daniel, got us great seats. And Alia at the same time got her and David great seats but we were in the same row exact same row. you guys we were in the same row but we weren't next to each other so we have a section and suddenly right. i hear alia yelling about well so first of yeah. all my, so my boyfriend was there and right, he right. was he was in the somehow again shout out to jerry shout out to jerry he's somehow in the same section as us um he got the tickets that that day and we didn't even know we were in the same section until he showed up so he's a few rows ahead of me and he has binoculars Which, and i you got <laughs> lol <laughs> yeah you just have to laugh and um <laughs> he uh we we start hearing screaming and he's looking at the binoculars and i yell at him i was like who is it and he's like it's oprah just to be clear she's oprah it, like Oprah. Oh, Oprah. And I'm standing in the section. Everyone else is sitting because it's like 8.30 p.m. And I'm like, everyone, Oprah is here. And Literally. I'm like, what? And then Serge is like, you're spreading rumors. Well, because this is a, I mean, 
not that I don't believe Oprah would come, but to me, I'm kind of like, why would she watch it with all of us? Just, right. No, like, yeah. It seems strange. Right. And so I'm like, let me take it to Twitter. Let me confirm. X. Again, not X. I will always confirm shit through Twitter. And I appreciate it. Especially this. like you go to the recent, you type right, in Oprah, right, you right, just right. go to recent. And everyone's like, Oprah's here. Oprah's seeing Beyonce, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's confirmed. So I, in, in 30 seconds, spread the rumor of Oprah to <laughs> my entire section, section 135, and then confirmed the Oprah um, attendance via Twitter slash X. And of and course, what I cared about was, was Gail there? Gail and was there. Thank God. Exactly. So Oprah and Gail were in attendance. Yet another reason why Beyonce was so late. Right. Because they, they, they met her before yes. the show, which they confirmed and talked about. In the hilariously quotable and instantly memeable yes. video that they released the next day, yeah. So Alia, giving their review of the concert. So Alia will quote, quote uh, just a brief quote from Oprah, and then I'll quote Gail, uh, respectively, of course. And I just though, if you haven't seen this whole review, you. It's it's probably a must. must. You're missing out. And it's three minutes and thirty seconds. It's on they're Oprah's in like a website. Boardroom. Yeah, I assume room, an office like, of. Yeah, they're like working the next day, doing something, and Oprah's just standing next to a window, and she, you know Oprah, like she just gets so excited, and she's just like, just talking and and listing all the things she liked, and my favorite quote, well, I have a few favorite quotes, um, but she called Beyonce anointed. She goes, that is a thing that is coming straight from a source that creates the planets, and I'm like, that's right. fucking tea. And then right. she, you know, she's like, the most extraordinary show I've ever seen. <laughs> and then she went on to say that she had Beyonce dreams. And then obviously Gail was as kooky as ever. Yeah. And there are so many quotes to pull, but I think we had to state the obvious. She said, I walked out of that show and I felt I could eat raw meat raw. Yeah, one more time. She said, quote, I walked out of that show and I felt I could eat raw meat raw. I guess maybe Gail, and this could be true, perhaps because they're at a very talk about a level. They're at Beyonce, they're at a Beyonce fame. Mm-hmm. Do you think Oprah and therefore Gail have another way to eat raw meat? Do you know what I mean? That actually got me thinking. I was like, now wait a minute, is there a be- is there a way which people actually eat raw meat? I I would never, but why are you eating raw? Of course you're eating raw meat raw. It's like, <laughs> why is that her first, her first inclination? Like after walking into the show, she's like, you know what? I just, I, I think I could do that. I think I could eat raw meat raw because did. I'm so inspired. Like I would just never think of that, but that's why we love Gail. She's so kooky. We love, if Gail weren't there, I would have been really, really upset. I immediately <laughs> texted the group we were in when Alia was like, Oprah's here. I was like, I need confirmation seconds later that Gail is with her. Gail has to be here too. And, and then I just said, and Gail, spelled and, wrong. Yes, <laughs> spelled yes, wrong. Spelled Gail wrong. Sorry, Gail King. We love you. <laughs> so anyway, this was the kind of night we had. Fantastic. It to was sum amazing. It up, I think uh, Oprah is right. Just a night of anointing, a night of true, true wonder and stardom that I have really not not experienced like I did. Yeah. It was my third time seeing her. 
I will see her every single fucking time she goes on tour because I can't get enough. You never know when she's going to stop doing this. So I'm just trying to soak up as much of her power and light and love and passion and anointment as I possibly can because there's nothing else like her. We'll never see anything else like her in our lifetime. So if you can go see the show. It's worth the money just to be clear. It's worth Every fucking penny. I have a friend. You remember Andres from yes. from Boko? He was like, um, he's going tonight because Good. he was like, I was watching your Instagram stories and I sold my ticket and I had to buy another one because I can't. I I'm realizing I can't miss out on this. And I'm like, period. Yep. If you can go, fucking go. And I hope she releases some content from it officially as well. I think she will. I yeah. mean, I really hope that this is filmed. This like whole concert is filmed and I hope she releases a live album as well yes. because I need both. Yeah. Um, we love you, Beyonce. Like a homecoming type situation. Yeah. Beyonce, you're my number one girl. I love you so much. Amazing. Okay. So much else has happened in pop culture, obviously <laughs> in the past, like we've been taught, we've been really ramping for this for like the year. So there's a lot to cover. We're going to try, I think in these next 20 minutes, just to talk about some real highlights hits. Yes. Okay. Quick, Barbenheimer. I want to hear. Did you saw, seen both? Obviously, I saw both. Quick opening thoughts weekend. on both. Just quick thoughts. Go. Yes, I was in California a few weeks ago when it came out. I saw Oppenheimer um, on the Friday afternoon that it came out in Dolby at three thirty p.m. in Saratoga, California, with my mom. Um, it is a great film. I'm a big Christopher Nolan head. That's like the straightest thing about me. Maybe. Um, I actually, I actually would agree. Like quote exactly same. Yeah, yeah i love christopher nolan he makes a good film guys he makes a great film he makes a great summer blockbuster um the film is quite long it is three hours and it feels like three hours i agree unfortunately um yeah yep yeah it's long but it's great i think it will be up for a lot of academy awards yeah. um cillian murphy will definitely be nominated for best actor robert downey jr i will have definitely to be- tell you robert downey jr i was I like mean, he's back baby he's back he's back and i was like you are you you will definitely be nominated but i said we could see a world where he wins this academy award he was phenomenal he shout was out to robert downey great. jr shout out to emily blunt as well em- she I mean, was emily blunt fantastic um so i like the movie um will i go see it in theaters again no just because i don't want to sit there for three hours but whenever it comes out on hbo or whatever the fuck i will watch it again i'll be right i'll be able to pause it go to the bathroom i agree i mean my time it's just and i I don't know did you use the bathroom during it not to be too weird but like me neither because i actually felt like i would i mean we all know i'm not going to spoil it if you know what it's about you know what happens it's history history doesn't end well but (laughs) it is too long. We have to stop making three hour. We have to stop two and a half hours. We're really pushing it. Yeah. But why? We don't need three hour films. There was a lot that could have been cut, but that's the Christopher Nolan it's Christopher way. Nolan. Nolan fans don't come after us. Um, yeah, I don't have then, much more to add to that. So yeah, I, I was, agree with you. Great. It was great. And then Saturday night, me and my mom and my sister Shout and. Yes, and Sean Zay, yes, and my Sean sister's Zay. roommate. We dressed up in our finest pink, and we went to see Barbie once again at the AMC in Saratoga, California. <laughs> and the AMC in Saratoga has never been this lit, you guys. No, it, it, no, it really hasn't. I believe it. it. Really hasn't. And that was the one of the most fun parts about that weekend is just seeing everybody back at the movie theater, no, which talk about we haven't true, seen. A true cult, talk about culture yes. and like shout out to Las Culturistas. We love them. They're always like culture, culture. 
this, this is, is culture. The monoculture is back. The monoculture is back. I and I love to see moments like this. Everyone just out there dressing up, having fun, um, experiencing art in in one moment together. People are back at the movies, which have been struggling since the pandemic. So it's really go. great to yes, see. Go. Um, but yeah, Barbie, obviously I'm obsessed. I knew I was going to be obsessed with this film. The second I found out that it was happening, um, I was like, this film is going to become my new personality. And it has. Um, I thought it was amazing. We're both wearing all black today. Uh, yeah, yeah. For Norma. <laughs> my new personality. Um, no, I'm giving skims Barbie today. Yeah, I'm my new skims dress. Um, but I... I love Greta Gerwig. I love Greta Gerwig movies, Lady Bird, um, Little Women. Obviously, she's just such a fa- fantastic director. So I knew she was going to bring her um, like different sensibilities to this. Yeah. So obviously, I love the direction that she took the movie. No spoilers, obviously, for people who haven't seen it, but right. you, you, you should really you, you watch it. Go. Well, and because, and, and, and if I just may, literally when we talk about creating a world if you don't understand they literally literally created, created this world. no cgi they created barbie land so talk about amazing. being forced and i mean this in a good way forcing your audience to say you're either coming into this world mm-hmm. or get get the fuck out right right and so really like coming into this world i agree i think i have to see it again i saw it with, i need to see it again i saw it with daniel in colorado so we were Whoa. really on a different planet. If you catch if, my drift. If, yeah, yeah. if you understand. Obviously, <laughs> as we should have been, we were in Colorado seeing Barbie. We weren't going to miss it. I agree. Yeah. First of all, the cast is stellar. The ca- Margot Robbie Mar- was phenomenal. She's not she getting enough. It. Yes, she's not getting enough um, due credit. Because it's difficult. Because it's difficult. She has a it's difficult a, task. It's a very hard role. But she pulled it off so perfectly. I can't imagine because we've all seen the articles now about like people who else, yes, who other people right. who are going to play playing, playing Barbie, like Anne Hathaway, who you know I love, we you know love I'm her Anne biggest Hathaway fan, here. and she would have been great, fabulous. Um, but like Margot just was amazing, and I honestly think she could also be nominated for an Oscar. I, I actually walked away feeling the same, and I was stunned. I don't think anyone else will be from that film. Just to be clear, in my personal opinion, oh, I know you, I know you think differently. Take. I think that. Um, I think, no, I think it may be nominated. I don't necessarily think any other actor, sorry, will be nominated. Oh. In my personal opinion, and tell me yours. But I do agree that it just like take a step back, understand Margot Robbie's assignment and also the point of the film. So that mm-hmm. already puts her back because she's playing this stigmatized role. Mm-hmm. Having to, yeah, it, it's hard to put into words, I think, actually. And uh, clearly I'm having trouble doing that. But she did a really good job at playing the role well and also getting her point of view across and getting, I'm sure Greta's point of view across yes. very clearly mm-hmm. hard to do. It's very hard to do. And I think she did a flawless job and I agree with you. I think the movie will be nominated. I think this is a whole nother conversation, which I'm sure we'll have when we get closer to the Oscars, but the Oscars yeah. need, need movies like Barbie again. need because the Oscars are, slowly but surely not slowly honestly quickly dying quickly quickly dying and so they need movies like Barbie they need to nominate Barbie even though it most likely won't win against movies like Oppenheimer or Killers of the Flower Moon which we'll talk about deserve it if you will actually I think it it is deserving to be nominated and they need that type of audience viewership and they need to be nominating people like Margot Robbie because she will bring in the Barbie crowd and I think Ryan Gosling will also be nominated I think he's amazing. He's so fucking funny. I love I when love he Ryan does Gosling. comedy. 
And and I was listening to another podcast. I don't remember which podcast I heard this on, but they had the brilliant idea of of having Margot and Ryan host the Oscars as Barbie and Ken. Oh. Yeah, sorry, we can't cite you because it's a great idea, but we we will, you know, we Right. We, we I don't give know who you, said it, but it wasn't me. It was this was not was, my idea. But it is. But we should keep it going yes, because no, we, yes. We should we should track Fabulous. we should get traction on this idea because that is something that the Oscars need yeah. and it would be so funny. But um Ryan Gosling I thought was fantastic. And I speaking him. of Ryan Gosling, this he, <laughs> this is wild. He has made his Billboard Hot 100 debut for his hit song called i'm just ken from the hit movie barbie you know normally i would be upset with something like this in entering the top 100 because i think it's ridiculous i actually am all for it it's I'm number 87 it. It is number which is so great it's broken standing. the top 90 even yeah which number is wild. 87 you have to understand barbie is kind of like a musical we got a lot of doula peep doula peep doula peep doula peep doula peep we love you doula um, peepa. there's a great mark ronson did a fan i mean Fantastic! I mean, the, you're gonna the, think this goes into the soundtracks of movies. That is, mm-hmm. this will should be nominated for a Grammy. It, it will might, be. It, it might win. Uh, yeah, it's just it was fantastic. it was number two on the Billboard 200. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah. He's, Ryan Gosling. How do you describe the song? I don't even know. <laughs> it, it's amazing. Again, I would love to see something like this nominated for an Oscar. Having him perform it would be so As fun. Ken. As Ken, yeah. like. It's just fun. This movie, it, it it is very deep in moments, but it's also a very lighthearted and fun. It's it it is the perfect combination of both. I really, really urge everybody to go see it. Um and just wear pink, live your fucking yeah. best life. It's summer. Just like have fun with Barbie and Ken, and maybe you'll learn something. Exactly. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe this will open your eyes to more ideas of of feminism and things going on um, in the world that you might not necessarily know. But I think if you're listening to this podcast, you probably I know. hope. I, I love that. I hope. Yay! Okay, theater. Let's talk about Let's musical talk about theater. theater. We can be quick. So. Um, yeah, the, the Notebook is coming the to Broadway. Is How coming do you to feel Broadway. about they this? Just announced uh, it yesterday. Michael Greif is directing, I believe. Michael Greif and Shelley Williams. And Shelley Williams. Uh, Shout out to Shelley. Yes, Ali's um, friend. Really. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, the Notebook was just announced officially coming to Broadway. Um, I'm so excited. I've we have some things. friends in the cast. Yeah, we do. We do. We have some friends in the cast. Shout out to John Cardoza. Yes. Um, hopefully, he'll be returning. Um, I've heard great things. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I auditioned for yeah, it twice. And um, everything that I read from the script and every th- song was amazing. I even remember some of the songs now. I mean, Ingrid Michaelson wrote the score. Which, and I mean, I, mean all, I was obsessed with the songs. And I think it's important to note for people who don't do theater, normally these scripts that are read at the stage Ali was reading them, it's not that they can't, they, they turn out hopefully great, but right. it's very hard, I think, to have a really solid foundation of mm-hmm. script and score. And so to, to acknowledge that, I think, is very exciting. Right. Especially for an adaptation, an adaptation of a movie. adaptation is hard. Yeah. It would be so, bad. And it's not, I, I, what I, I mean, I'm saying in general, at adapting movies to the stage, it, it really could go really either hard. way. But I, I'm excited. No, I'm definitely, I'm very hopefully optimistic. Um, everything I've heard on social media says it's great. So we'll see. I'm excited. That's um, uh, The Notebook coming to Broadway in 2024. Uh, February. Okay, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, so we're excited about that. Um, 
also announced yesterday, the Wiz cast was announced. Um, the ensemble cast finally. Right. The principals We've were gotten, announced like last month. Yeah, I the principals were announced. Um, yeah, I think last month or, or June. Yeah, yeah. Um, we still don't have a Dorothy announcement yet. I'm assuming we're that's waiting. coming soon. We're waiting. We're so excited, but um, it was just so exciting to finally get the ensemble cast. I'm so excited for the show, as so many people are. It's going on the road um at the end of this year, and then we'll be coming to Broadway also in 2024 we're just so excited for this revival right. it's going to be wild like the people who are involved again shelly williams directing wow shelly williams is having a bit she will win a tony award she I will think. i really think she, she will. will no she i really hope she does wow. she's one of my favorite people that i've ever worked uh, with and just seeing this happen to her y- you know it's so special the whiz is i mean this is this is great. It's just, there's not much more to say than it is great that this is happening for Broadway because I have to tell you, you know, we've gone, Broadway has had it hard and it's <laughs> finding its footing and it's it fails sometimes its and it succeeds sometimes. This is great for it. It is great. And it's interesting to see the touring into yeah, we don't have going back this to New York as, model. Yeah. Because that used to be, that's like old, In this worked, old But it method. worked. So it why works. not do it? Why not do it, right? Mm-hmm. And shout out to my friend Mike Masalam, who's producing on it. I hope he gets another Tony. He just won the Tony for Parade. Period. Um, shout out to him. But I, I, we're so excited. We're so excited. Now, this next one, we're <sighs> really excited about. It was announced, I believe, yesterday or two days ago. This week. Few day, yeah, yeah, sometime this week. You're hearing this. We're recording on a Saturday. But yeah, earlier this week. Mm-hmm. You say One of my... Yeah favorite shows of all time is coming back to broadway and i was not expecting this 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 was this was i I opened instagram and it was the first thing i saw we have some intel like we read the you know the pages we know the people we have the insight i was i thought it was i thought it was fake i was i had to like yeah i was like there's no way but spam a lot spam a lot the 2005 tony award winner for best musical is coming back to broadway it was just at the kennedy center again shout out to our friends who are in it um i cannot believe it's coming i'm not sure exactly who's going to be in it um yeah i did receive some intel i can't reveal my sources and again we don't know if we can even be saying these things but i think that's what this is for i don't i think we're getting a very new cast from my understanding from my understanding, we're getting right. a very new cast, which leads us to Alia's audition. I, we should we need to pitch that you Alia should be in this show. I want I this to be, be her Broadway show. debut. I, it would just culminate life. It would just make sense. I need She's been to. Talking, she talks about the show at least once a month when <laughs> it's not relevant. Right, right. It's not, I've been I've been a since standing spam a lot since the day it came out. I love the show. I just think it's so funny. I grew up watching Monty Python, so this show <laughs> has been you know in my sphere forever and the lady of the lake is one of my dream roles and i would just love to be in the ensemble and understudy the lady of the lake i'm manifesting this for me i would just at least love to audition i would leave at least love to audition this isn't a crazy ask yeah this isn't a crazy ask i I love it so if anyone's listening who has that in (laughs) we really should make it happen because like it's may from the outside you think this is a non-conventional way for alia to make her broadway debut but i have to tell you it just is just almost not. too on the nose it is it just makes sense the way she just like trolls around <laughs> and she's like taking the armor off she's like ah. i'm like yeah like that is me she's like i don't she doesn't need direction honestly i mean she'll take it she'll I'll take, take it. it but if you just tell me to just troll around the stage baby <laughs> I'll do that. Find your grail. I'm off book. Talking about, excuse me, 
trolls. <gasps> Raven Simone, just to clarify, uh-huh. that's Raven how you say Simone. their name. <sighs> you know, here's why this is hard for me. I love Raven. Okay, again, I don't want to be misquoted. Raven is another cultural monolith. The things that she did, she broke down barriers of being that so Raven on the Disney Channel. But Their best why? Show. Yeah, agreed. Why? Why does she feel as though she needs to stay in the public eye for reasons <laughs> like this? She told uh, people broke this story that just said Raven reveals she has psychic abilities similar to her character on that so raven <laughs> it, 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 what can you say right it's just what like what can you say sure you know literally you're just like i guess because i mean like she's been in our culture her whole life yes she we, Starting we, we the literally show. grew up with her our yeah our age yeah yeah so i get why she's always going to be some sort of relevant she's always going to be um you know in the pop culture stratosphere but i'm just like why okay and she's picking this what do you news, want us to say right, she's picking this news now right now like this should have been you're like, but you know, she she's a kooky, she's a kooky person. And I just want to be clear. People are like, that's not true. I'm like, I agree that it's not true, but I genuinely think she thinks it's true. I think so too. And so I think, you know what? Have you ever seen her YouTube videos with her wife? I don't know if they're still together. Course. I haven't watched. I don't know. This is like years ago. Either. But I, of course, of I mean, course. it just, it just makes sense. She's just, she's just kooky. And you know what? I love her. I will always love her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm I'm not trying to throw shade at oh, her. Oh yeah, no, I know you're not. I, it's more so like I'm just like why? It's so, but in at at the same time it's so on brand. It is so like, on brand. I, why do I feel like we will talk about her again on this podcast? We will. I, uh, we we should like create a Google news alert for Raven Simone. Yes. So like whenever <laughs> anything happens, Simone. we'll just we'll just talk about it. But yes. Mm-hmm. Um okay, and then there's so some more news about oh, Ariana Grande. So I just want to be clear about something. She's been, well, she's always relevant. It's Ariana Grande. Talk about pop yeah. stars of our time. Ariana Love Grande. Her. She has been filming the Wicked film that maybe one day we'll see. It's 19 <laughs> parts and Christ. it's, you know, coming out in 17 years. We're really <laughs> excited about it. We are excited. Although, unfortunately, new news broke and it's not looking great. I don't All know. Right. How, how do you feel about it? Do you want to explain it to the folks? So I'll explain the whole thing in short. So essentially... A year or two ago, I don't yep. know how long she was married it's about to a year and a half. Dalton yeah. Gomez. He was a real estate agent in yeah, no one LA. Knows who he is. He's Frankly, not famous. He's a bit irrelevant. No offense. Right, he kind of is. <laughs> like, but he was, she but was like, married to him. Right, good for them. They were seeming to make it work, and then news broke that they were getting separated, and that was really you know disappointing for fans, especially like fans like me. I'm like, oh my god, I, she was finally happy. It yeah, seems. She, and Ariana has gone through some. Tough, She's gone tough through ones. so much, and I mean, maybe we can have a deep dive into her. Yeah, yeah. life on a later date but so it was sad to hear and then everyone was finding out that she somehow was in a relationship with ethan slater who again if you're one of the theater girlies he played spongebob in spongebob the musical and he was nominated for tony and he's very talented and he's playing bach in the wicked movie if you don't know theater you're like why the hell 
is right. this man on my screen right but now? But again, but still, even if you do do theater, you're like, you're, why the yes. hell is this guy on my Bill screen for this posted, reason? Bill Ford posted this Instagram. I think I sent it to you. That was like, who is this <laughs> Like the deep dive into and a who great is. question. Right. So everyone was like, wait, what the fuck? Because it just seems off. Like, I know they're not their characters, but like having a Glinda data box, like, is just wrong. Right. It's just like off. And so that was already crazy. And then everyone was like, wait a minute, he's married and he just had a baby. So what's going Child. on with that? And then, like, a few days after the news broke, they were like, Ethan Slater, like, finally filed for a divorce from his wife, Lily. And everyone's like, what finally. The fuck? Yeah, not good. Not good. Yeah. Not a good headline to say finally after we already broke the news about Ariana Grande. This is the timeline. Exactly. Yeah. And so then the latest news that this came out tough. yeah a few days ago is that um she took ariana took dalton her ex-husband on double dates with ethan and lily and she even like helped a baby and was like around uh, the baby and was like oh i'm looking up to your guys's relationship i want this one day it's very messy is very cringe yeah and the cringiest part of it all is that this isn't the first time this has happened to ariana you know i just want to Again, I'm not. I, I think she's very talented. Oh. She does have a song called "Break Up with Your Girlfriend," and then it says, "I'm bored." And, and it seems is she a homewrecker? It, it, it's it's turning into a little bit of a pattern. And, well, it, and now Lily's coming out, which I, now now it's getting yeah, it's almost, like, which you know justice for her, I guess. Yeah, she's but like, it's just Ariana's like, not a girl's girl. Like she's the story, not me and Ethan. Like it's just all around messy, and I just am very intrigued. And and the the most intriguing thing about it all is is that Ariana hasn't said anything. I, I believe Ethan's on private on Instagram, but I don't believe he said anything. Um, so it's very interesting that they're neither confirming or denying which is basically confirming that this is real oh yeah um oh do you have i have no doubt do you have any i have oh, no, no doubt it's I, real. I, yeah. I fully believe it's real i mean if, if it wasn't happening they uh, would have said something right now it's just so. a yikes it's and just a we'll yikes follow and we'll keep you updated yeah it's weird and let i don't want to wish this but i can't see them lasting I mean, this is no way this is crazy she's like in another league like and and again let me let me say this too straight guys in musical theater can get away with fucking murder because say it again how is he bagging ariana grande no tea no shade but how is this like, man good for him i guess actually I, but like it, it just goes to show that straight guys in musical theater in, are when not you're in that environment because be they've been filming they're not to be trusted sorry i didn't mean to cut you off because that right. was important and it's when you're in that environment of when the you're, in, you're in that bubble, you're doing a show, the bubble. you're feeling the vibe, literally the bubble, Bubbling up. you're feeling the vibes, like, you cannot, they can get away with yeah. anything, and it just proves my point. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so anyway, we'll keep you updated. 25 years later, Big Brother stands. Julie Chen, now Julie Chen Moonves, <laughs> is still with us, She's Alia. still with us. And what? Wow, you know, I thought for a moment we were going to lose them there a few years back. I didn't say the past. Me too. Last season was great. Last season was great. The so, season before that was also great. 
and I have high hopes for this season. I was going into the season being like, all right, like I'm going to I'm going to watch it. You know, I'm excited. Uh, it is the 25th season. Right. It's, it's a diverse cast. They've been really, really good about diversifying their cast as of late. Um, and um, one of the contestants, Jared, is the son of Suri, who is a legend on Survivor. Truly a legend. Um, yeah, truly a legend. She just won um, the first season of Traders US. And so um, everyone's really excited to see Jared um, on the season. So I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll like tune in. And I watched the premiere and it was maybe the most boring episode of television I've ever seen. I actually can agree more. I watched it last night because I saw you put it on the outline. I was like, fuck, I still haven't watched it. And I fell asleep twice, but I woke it myself was, up. I finished it. Right. It was so dull. I They need to quit the live um, the live move-ins. Can because I, Where's the audience? Why uh, haven't we... I'm like, okay, it's 2023. Like, let's bring the audience back. Like, just test them before. Every other show was doing this. I don't understand. The live move-ins are so stupid. So I was like, and all right. uncomfortable, actually. And uncom- it makes Ju Chen Moonves look yeah. more uncomfortable than she is, which no one needs to be doing to her. Right. And so it was bad. But then, yeah. after yep. 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 all the dumb competitions, in the last 45 seconds of the show, the contestants go back in the house. And who was standing there as the 17th contestant of the season? Sorry! A Sorry! Great a so great now, twist. now... Sari is in the house. Is Jared going to pretend like he doesn't know her? Is he going to let some people know that she's um, his mom? Are they going to work together? It's all going to be very interesting. Fucking hashtag let Sari cook. I'm I so know. fucking ready. And let I, her I'm, cook. I'm not watching the live feeds, obviously, but I, oh, I, really? okay. I caught up a little bit on Twitter and she's already you know coaching jared a little bit she's like oh i heard you say oh i'll come talk to you later don't do that she was like don't she's a legendary game player she's who we want to see on this she's who we want to see and i really do think she'll make it far because whenever they bring back a past big brother contestant or somebody um who's like done some sort of cbs show before something they never get out first because people know them they want to align with them and they want to work with them so i really really feel that sari is good enough to make it to the end, if not potentially win. I would love I would to, see, love her to win. see her win. I agree. Uh, there's going to be a lot of twists and turns. I want there to be because it's 25th season, but I also don't want them to overdo it. I think there's a fine line, so we'll see how they handle it. Agreed. Also, why is it? It's going to go till November. Girl, this, this show is, is too long. I don't know why it's starting so late. It's start, I think because we're losing the scripted series. Uh, but it's still, I agree. This is a summer. It, this is going to become a winter show. Now. I 100 hate days. that. I hate that for me. Me too. We'll keep you updated. Um, with that, The Bachelorette is ending. And now Bachelor in Paradise is finally coming in, in the fall, it seems. And also yes. the Golden Bachelor. But you know what? Frankly, I don't even want to talk about this right now. I think we have big Bachelor Nation news to speak about that has nothing to do with the current seasons. I know. And honestly, just speaking on the current season, I don't yeah, know if you're ahead. caught up. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I'm caught it's up. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We like charity. I hate to say, I wish there were more drama and less love. But I get it. I get it. I like the that Bachelorette everyone. The Bachelorette is always yeah. more love level-headed and sure. it's predictable about who she's going to pick i mean we don't have to oh, say it know. on here yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, we just know um but the big news in bachelor nation this week is that our girl gabby of gabby rachel um they believe they were last season's bachelorettes 
I think wow. so. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's crazy. There was the ba- right, right, right. Yes. Right. So Gabby of Gabby and Rachel. Gabby went on The View this week and announced to everyone that she is currently dating somebody. And that somebody is named Robbie Hoffman, who is a woman. She is a comedic writer in Los Angeles. And Gabby came out um, as queer. And it's so fucking cool because she was saying on The View that she had no idea, um, you know, that she... was feeling that way especially when she was on the bachelorette like she was dating 25 guys but she was like it felt like a noise that was like getting louder or something along those lines like a whisper that she was finally listening to yeah yeah that's correct and i just love the bachelor slash bachelorette to queer pipeline which we've been seeing a lot um in the last few years with people like colton people like becca tilly um and even caitlin bristow has said that she's bisexual and it's it, really cool. I agree. But can I just say that I love the way, the whole Colton of it all. I know. We don't need to get into it now, but the way the reveal. It's right. just like the way Gabby went on and just meant, quite literally mentioned it. Right. Fabulous. It's love great. Her. Hope that she lives her best life. Is I hope so kiss too. girls, boys, and everything in between. Like, go out, Good Gabby. For her. We love you. We love you. And we hope that Bachelor Nation and the Bachelor producers embrace this and can somehow start to work queerness into the show because the only time we've seen a queer couple on the show is Demi and Christian I believe her name was but they were already together Christian wasn't a part of the show Uh, she was like Demi's girlfriend that she brought on mm -hmm. which was great but we just need more we need a gay bachelor like now that they're doing golden bachelor and maybe somebody golden bachelorette like maybe one day they'll do a gay bachelor and a gay bachelorette like start branching out and changing the formula because the show is so fucking tired yes and shows like to, um like Love is Blind and Love right. Island and Too Hot to Handle. Like these types of shows are overtaking The Bachelor. Like the, the ratings have gotten so poor good. for it's The Bachelor. Good. So they really need to change the formula and maybe maybe now's the time. Maybe more people are willing to embrace it. And that's really exciting to me. I agree. Okay, our last topic is it's uncomfortable. <sighs> I actually feel uncomfortable. It, it's just I know, weird. it doesn't make me feel good. It's about Lizzo. Um Okay, if you have seen any news lately, about three to six now, I think, dancers, and maybe more, um, so apologies if that's incorrect, but have come out and kind of, they have, well, no, they not kind of, they have these allegations against Lizzo about just an uncomfortable work environment from weight shaming to inappropriate forced sexual acts to religious beliefs um, being put on them. It is hard to hear because of the platform that Lizzo stands on. And mm-hmm. I just want to be clear, like I, I hear these people and their testimony is very important and I'm, I believe them. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Absolutely. But it's, it's really this, this part's difficult when you hear these things about artists like this. I don't know. How do you feel? How do, how do you think it's going to shake out? Lizzo finally said something. It's <sighs> not know, good. I hate a notes app apology. Me too. I hate it. It's Why? so cringe. Let's say it. Cancel notes app apologies. You gotta go. They're not a good look any single time, even if it's well-written and obviously lawyered up. Like it just, it just makes you look bad. It just makes you look bad. People need to stop doing that. Um, I 
was M still a fan of Lizzo? Sure. I mean, what she stands for is so important. I don't know sure. if you watched Watch Out for the Big Girls. Of course I did. Emmy Award winning show. Emmy Award winning show. It's a great show. It was That's amazing. That's why I'm uncomfortable. Do you understand right? Right. This is why I feel just so uncomfortable about the entire situation. It's, yes. It's just so disheartening because you, 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 you support these celebrities and you, and you want to believe them. You want to believe that what they are saying and what they're standing for is true, but it just what what people are saying about her now it just goes against everything that she has made her platform and made her persona like even her director for her documentary came out and was like oh like she fired me and hired oh, a white man and this. she's like a yes, black like woman after she three like, weeks of filming not yeah, good like, not good like, lizzo. lizzo so many people are coming out and it's it's just really just really really disheartening and it's even more disheartening to see um She's being represented by Marty yeah, Singer. Like put this note, and we have to explain. This really could go either way. It really Marty could go Singer either is, way. Is the he's, lawyer? Yeah, he's like Marty the Shark or something like yeah, that Marty in, the shark, in Hollywood. Right. Um, and so he has represented people like Bill Cosby, Johnny, Depp, Chris Brown. He's currently representing Jonah Hill, which we all know what just happened with that. So it's, you know, on first glance, it's not looking good. But then if you dive a little deeper, because this is a very... I appreciate um, you doing uh, this because you're right. Yeah, it's a very, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, clickbaity. Clickbaity. Clickbaity oh, yeah, yeah, headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, that this lawyer has also represented um, Kim Kardashian, Ooh. Celine Dion, Ooh. Oprah, Ooh. Tom Hanks. I love Tom Hanks. Right. So, you know, this guy, uh, he, he has represented the gambit of things, but... Well, and I think what you hit the nail on the head here is this goes one of two ways. Lizzo says, I want Marty Singer because I did not fucking do this. How dare you drag my platform, my name through mm-hmm. the mud? I didn't do this. Or the more likely situation, I think, is it's like, shit, I, I need this. Marty Singer because right. they fucking got me and I right. need to come out of this. And, it's like, and we shall let the courts decide. You know, I have to say, obviously, this, uh, no, our justice system isn't always good. Always good but I agree. Right. She's now said no. They've said yes. Bring it to the courts. I want to see the evidence. We've seen it. I think, I think that, unfortunately, this won't end well. But I do think that these people deserve to have their time to speak out about the wrongdoings that have occurred. It's I- just... Unfortunate. It's sad. And it's also sad to see um, uh, people uh, turning so quickly on Lizzo. Oh, right. You know, this is the cancel culture of it all. Exactly. And it's also like, think about Jonah Hill, which we, who we just mentioned is represented by Marty Singer as well. Like his whole situation with the text and everything. Like that was like a moment for a second, but like everyone's kind of let that go. He's a white man, whereas Lizzo is a black woman. She's a right. She's a black woman. She's a fat black woman. She had to be perfect, or else people were going to turn on her. And so this this instant, it just goes to show that people are so quick. People were always ready to just like cancel her, regardless of if she did it or not. And I'm just very interested to see. you know what happens and how people will move forward with whatever happens it's almost like do you feel i'm genuinely asking like as as a black woman too do you feel like they were people were waiting for this moment oh yeah Yeah. people are always waiting to tear black women down like think about like how meg the stallion got shot and people were like she probably deserved right right like she was probably or like she's lying about getting shot i'm like (sighs) you know what i mean like people are just so quick to turn on black women and so it wasn't surprising to me to see the response, but it'd be deserved. So- right, which, yeah, and, and this is, and, and you know, I think, again, this is why I do say let the courts decide as a joke, but also in the sense of because I want the context. Are these things come out 
probably true. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But, but context is important. We've heard this. Wants. Yeah. Like the people, like the dancer, dancers who were saying that they had like a 12-hour rehearsal. It's like, but what was the right. context of that 12-hour rehearsal? We've hour? been in 12-hour rehearsals. Right. Was it straight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were there breaks? Because one of them was like, I was scared to even go to the bathroom because I thought that she was going to fire me. But it's like... Right. No. You know, what's the context? I just need more information. And you know what else? And this is not me defending Lizzo again, but I I just need to say, I don't think what people realize is there's a lot of people involved in these kinds of things. Yes. Someone at Lizzo's fame is not just running the tour on her own here. So I think a lot will come to light. Obviously, it's centered, you know, as the art, like Lizzo is in charge. She's the Mm -hmm. boss, right? So yes, but I'm interested to see more. And it's it's unfortunate. Um, It is. Okay, so we want to end every podcast with what we are consuming. So just a little tidbit about what I'm consuming, what Ali is consuming before we wrap up. So um, I am watching Project Greenlight on Max. Have you heard of this, Alia? No, I haven't. Okay, I'm happy because I'm... I I know, I wanted to This doesn't happen often. Uh, I know. I finished it. Okay, so it's pretty much take a show like The Voice, American Idol, Dancing with the Stars. But instead of finding those artists, they're finding the next best director. It's actually an old show that was done... Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, LOL. Right. You know. But 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 so now Issa Rae is taking it over. And her production company oh, taking over. Issa. They specifically want to find a woman at this uh, woman director. This time they found a woman of color director we love. But um, I just want to say why it's different than other competition. It's not really a competition show because they, you know, this is not giving anything away. You know who wins in the first 10 minutes, actually. They like show you quickly all of the directors. And then episodes one and a half through or half through 10, there's 10 episodes they take you through this woman directing the show or I'm sorry, directing her first feature film. It's a movie. Wow. And I have to tell you something. This again is not, you all should watch it. I would never hire this woman got fucked royally. Like, I'm sorry. They rake her over the coals. This woman is, it's a tough journey for her. And it's hard because she's dealing with filming. She has producers with her Max, or at that time, HBO Max, mm-hmm. is producing the movie. So she has to answer to the producers. And um, I think you should draw your own conclusions about whether you would hire her and if you think she did a good job. But it is great. I mean, it's good television. Yeah. It's tough to watch, though, too. And I hope it returns for a second season. I mean, I think Issa Rae, also in the Barbie movie, look at also that. Also in the Barbie movie. You mm-hmm. know, she does all great things. She stands for great things. I think the show is great. It just gives other directors and, and women directors and women directors of color a platform that I think is really hard to come by still, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really like it. All 10 of them, it, it ends the show, they kind of say what they're doing, which is cool. So they're all doing things. They're all under contracts. Oh. Like they're all doing things. Really great show. I totally recommend it. It's 10 episodes. I watched it in three days. You'll, you'll watch it, Ali. It, you'll mean, be yeah. great. I'm listening to Tori Kelly's new EP called Tori. We love um, you, Tori. All, yeah, I hope she's doing well. She's she, back at home. Yeah. She got flowers so, sent by Beyonce. Yeah, I did see that. I'm bringing it all back. This was not my favorite. Um, mm. You know, I really like Tori Kelly. Obviously, like I... I'm a stand for a vocalist. Like mm-hmm. Tori can sing up, down, sing. sideways. There are a few that can really sing quite like her. Yes. But I'm wondering, can she go back to Kirk Franklin Project and make another one of those albums? I just think that she lives there. She lives in that kind of CCM church, but r mm-hmm. side of things, she brings such a fresh flavor to her roots, I would say. 
And that was a Grammy award. That was her most successful project. I would love to see a part two there because the the part one, um, it, it's only eight songs. And we so, need more. Yeah, we need more. I don't know. This EP, it kind of fell flat to me. It kind of felt experimental, which I think every artist needs. And it's fine. I liked one or two, one song, I think. Um, it fell a little flat. Obviously, you should listen because we love Tori Kelly. And then my need to watch. Have mm-hmm. you seen Hijack on Apple TV Plus? No, we should but watch I, it then. We should watch it. I have heard okay, about this. Let's watch it. I watched the first episode and then just forgot and got busy. Right. But it's getting. I mean, Idris Elba. I've heard it's great. great. I've heard it's fun. Yeah, we love you, Idris. So maybe we'll watch it. But that's that's on my list to watch. I'm flying to SF this week, so I'm probably going to watch. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm going to watch multiple episodes. And yeah, we'll watching Hijack on a on plane, a plane. <laughs> girl. I know I'm psychotic. Yeah. Okay, what about you, Alia? Well. I am currently watching Righteous Gemstones on Wait, Max. Wait, I put plus one. Me too. Is this your first time watching it? I've never seen uh, it. It's fantastic. This is Jerry and I's show. Um, we're watching it together. Um, we just started season three last night. So um, I'm finally on season three, which just aired. It's so funny. I can't believe more people aren't talking about this show. I just think it's so brilliant. You know what, though? If I just, I think more people are just maybe we don't know them because maybe we don't know. this has been on. I've been watching since it's season on. one and it's great. Jennifer Nettles is in it. I love her. But, right. No, but it's a great show. The it's way great. it twists its stigmas on its head, the, the premise. Mm-hmm. So, it's, how, so where are you? Oh, I just watched episode one of season three. Oh, last great. night. But so you got through. So you're with. So it. I you're got with through. Us. I got through. So I'm. So I'm. I'm in. Um. And really, I mean, there's really not much else on these days yeah, other than I like agree. Bachelor and Big Brother and 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 just like that. Um. Oh, those no. are the only things that I'm watching. So, um. So Righteous Gemstones is definitely my recommendation. Um, I am listening to uh, um a few different things, obviously, but my recommendation is obviously Seven by Jungkook of BTS. I believe he that was number one. It was number one Which, on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah, I mean, and it's still it was like number Jungkook. nine this this week, so it's still in the top ten. I think it was one on the Global 200, which is people don't understand. Oh, yeah. It's a t- tougher feat. Just yeah, to no, clear it's, it's number wise. one on all the global charts. It's been number one on global Spotify for 21 days in a row now since it released. Um, this is Jungkook's first single, um, his first solo single. As you know, all of the BTS members are doing solo acts right now because a few of them are in the military due to South Korea's laws. So um, they're all doing different solo work and i will obviously like be bringing my bts knowledge every once in a while to this podcast um but i definitely recommend this song it's light it's fun it's a summer bop it's nothing it's good um, i listen heavy it's just light and it's a good pop song it's a good pop song listen to the explicit version and watch the choreography video that is my recommendation i'm also listening to angel by hallie bailey it just came out yesterday choice Halle Bailey is finally releasing music. Thank God. She just starred in the Little Mermaid um, live action. And this is her first solo single. Um, she sounds phenomenal. I don't know if you've listened to this yet. Yes, I listened to it this morning because I saw yes. you put it on. Somehow I missed it in my Discover Weekly, which is weird for yeah. me. It's, it's great. so I mean, good. It's and great. her voice is amazing. She she literally sounds like an angel on this so- song. Her yeah. range is wild. Um, so check her out for sure. And then my need to watch is I need to watch They Cloned Tyrone what on is Netflix. This? It is 
a black surrealist sci-fi movie starring Jamie Foxx and John Boyega and is on Netflix and it came out the same day as Barbenheimer so it kind of was swept under the rug but I really think everyone yeah everyone who's been watching it is like I wish this was in movie theaters because Netflix obviously you just don't get the same kind of reaction and and do credit um, if it's just on a streaming platform than in a movie theater but um, this is maybe something that I'll probably watch today or tomorrow I really am excited to watch this um, and support black art yeah no that's great I'm gonna watch it too I really have not heard of it which is as you're probably to your point exactly um, okay great oh my gosh we finished our first episode Alia we did it sir I hope that it was good and that you all listen um, I, I was so. coughing a few times I don't know if we can edit that out but um, I mean, just I, I've been get, since Beyonce actually literally I think I'm still recovering but I mean yeah you know I'm Serge Clivio I'm Alia Hodge and this is the Purple Podcast the music that you're hearing behind us is a great little ditty composed by Mike Stapleton shout out to Mikey yeah shout out to Mikey Stapleton this podcast is sponsored by Spotify I'm kidding it's not (laughs) I hope we can't get sued one day (laughs) (laughs) but it was produced by Riverside and we will see you in two weeks yes we can't wait we're gonna go to the theater camp movie now we are which we'll talk about we will talk about that alright goodbye bye (laughs) bye